0: Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off of your first order. Again, go to builtbar.com to try yours. Okay, the New Jersey Devils have finally played their final game for the 2021 season. And there's a lot to reflect on. And obviously, there's a lot to talk about. But obviously, we're going to talk about the recap. And in tomorrow's episode, I will give you guys a full-fledged discussion on on my wrap up of the New Jersey Devils and what they need to approve upon in order to be successful. Don't worry, we're heading in the right direction. I know the season was a mess, but ultimately some things just didn't work in our favor and we will talk about that in today's episode and tomorrow's episode. So buckle up everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Stevens. All righty now what is up New Jersey welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network I'm your host college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers Trey Matthews and it's currently 11:24 p.m eastern time May the 10th 2021 at the time of this recording and the New Jersey Devils have played their final game of the 2021 season. It feels like just yesterday, back in early January, the New Jersey Devils were taking the rink for the first time against the Boston Bruins, and ultimately, they lost the first game, but... It's been one whirlwind of a season for New Jersey this season. Ultimately, we only played uh, a certain amount of teams. Obviously, we only played teams in the Mass Mutual East Division. And, uh, you know, sometimes it made for exciting hockey. Other times it felt like it dragged on. I'll give you guys my final opinion in a future episode on how I felt like the NHL dealt with COVID this season. But speaking of COVID, remember when we had to go on that COVID break and it came at the wrong possible time because the New Jersey Devils were kind of on a hot streak to begin this season and it looked like they would be somewhat of a decent team but ultimately after our COVID break you know albeit I do want to be fair we did come up with a big uh couple wins against the Bruins and also the Rangers in our first couple games back but uh unfortunately we just hit a rough patch and that rough patch lasted a little uh longer than I'm sure that we would have liked because it ultimately resulted in us being sellers at the trade deadline after some debate, wondering if we were going to be buyers, sellers, or just keep the roster that we had intact. I thought the New Jersey Devils would be on that teeter-totter of maybe being somewhat uh, buyers, but not big, heavy buyers, and maybe just keep the team intact. I didn't think they would be sellers, but ultimately that's what happened. They couldn't get an extension with Kyle Palmieri. They tried to give Zajac one more chance to possibly win a Stanley Cup ring before I believe he's going to retire at the end of the season if uh, news hasn't reported on that or if that's not already confirmed already, but uh, obviously I'm just speculating at this point. But, you know, ultimately for the New Jersey Devils, we've had to deal with a lot of injuries. I'm sure the biggest hit of injuries suffered by a player this season would have to be Nico Heizer, because let's face it, guys, the man's been through a lot this season. So, you know, he was named head captain and he's the youngest head captain in all of the NHL, but he had to go through a lot. So first he had to deal with his leg injury, then he had COVID and then He took a puck to the face from PK Subban, and ultimately, Nico Hezier was out for quite some time. So, he never was able uh, really to get into some sort of a groove and just ultimately be as effective as I know he could have potentially been. Because if you guys remember in my prediction, I said if all went right for the New Jersey Devils, if everyone stayed healthy, if Jack Hughes had his breakout year, which by God, he did have one, and uh, if Nico Heizer somewhat, you know, played in a decent amount of games, then I uh, expected big things from the New Jersey Devils, and it looked like at the beginning of the season, like I'd say 10% to start the season, I felt like the New Jersey Devils were heading in that right direction, I thought they would be in the situation that the Rangers were, or uh, worse comes to worse, I thought maybe they would be sort of like the Flyers, so as you guys know, the Rangers, they were on that teeter-totter of making the playoffs, but... Ultimately, they just couldn't uh, f- crack that final playoff spot because they got cold at the uh, wrong possible time. A lot of things didn't go their way. But for the Flyers, you know, they were uh, projected to make the playoffs after having a somewhat successful season last year. They had one of the best records in the Metropolitan Division, but they completely uh, went downhill this season. All went wrong for them. So, I thought the New Jersey Devils, worst comes to worst, they would sort of be like the Flyers, which is uh, they, you know, have potential to be good, but just too many bad games. So, as you guys know, the Flyers, they just were never consistent this season, and they let, like, a lot of goals go past them. Net minding was a huge issue for them. I was confident in the New Jersey Devils net minding system, especially with Mackenzie Blackwood and, obviously originally going to be Corey Crawford, going to be the backup to Mackenzie Blackwood and then Scott Wedgwood being third fiddle in terms of goalies but ultimately the New Jersey Devils they had to change their plans at the last minute but am I doing too much of a wrap-up episode I think I'm gonna have to save that for tomorrow but uh, overall my opinions on the New Jersey Devils I felt like we could have been so much better if it wasn't for COVID because we had a good amount of players test positive for the virus that's why we had to have that suspension of the season back in February and I felt like after that we just never were able to get into a groove and I know I say in my show a lot that you have to be adaptable, but I think any New Jersey Devils fan can vouch for me on this. Don't you think there were too many instances this season where the New Jersey Devils, they were, you know, let's, how do I say it? They had to be too adaptable, as in, it just feels like they could never catch a break, and I'll talk more about that in my wrap-up episode, but first and foremost, I do want to analyze this final game of the year, because the New Jersey Devils went out in a New Jersey Devil-like fashion, going up 2 nothing, and ultimately letting the fly score four unanswered goals. Unacceptable, but obviously I'm not really going to rant in this episode because it is the final game of the year. And also I'm not going to give a final letter grade because I want to go out on a positive note for the New Jersey Devils. And ultimately, if I was to give a letter grade, it wouldn't be relatively high. So I really don't want to end my final recap of a, of a game on that kind of note. So first and foremost, like we do on every episode, let's look at the Mass Mutual East Division and see how our playoff teams are doing. So the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, currently lead and they've actually clinched the first place uh, position for uh, the Mass Mutual East Division. They are currently 37, 16, and 3 with 77 points. They have completed all 56 of their games. The Capitals still have one more game to go, and that's against the Boston Bruins. So both of them have 55 games played so far. And uh, the Capitals' record is 35, 15, and 5 with 75 points. The Bruins are 33, 15, and 7 with 73 points. The Islanders are 32, 17, and 7 with 71 points. The Rangers are 27, 23, and 6 with 60 points. The Flyers are 25, 23, and 8 with 58 Eight points, the devils fall to 19, 30, and 7 with 45 points, and below us are the Sabres at 15, 34, and 7, with 37 points, so at least the New Jersey Devils got hot at the right possible time if uh, it was a throwaway season at best, because if you guys remember, during that 10-game losing streak, I was really worried that the New Jersey Devils would fall to last place in the Mass Mutual East Division, and I was just like, okay, okay, get hot at the right possible time. In their last 10 games, they got uh obviously it wasn't their best five on five and like I told you guys we got hella lucky during that stretch but in our last 10 games we went five four and one and right now we're on a two-game losing streak man I gotta stop saying like stuff like right now because the season's over like this is what we finished this is a lock so The only two teams in the uh, East Division that still need to play one more game to complete their season are obviously the Bruins and the Capitals. But we'll see what happens. And obviously, that's going to be a preview before their first uh, playoff game, which will be held on May 15th. So obviously, you guys are probably wondering what's going to happen Now that we're sort of in our offseason, but we're sort of like in the playoffs. So we're in an interesting situation where uh, the NHL is not in its offseason, but uh, the Devils are because, you know, our season's over. But don't worry, uh, the schedule will not change. I'll find things to talk about. So obviously, if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I talked about the Tom Wilson fight and I gave you guys my personal opinions on how the NHL handled it, why I kind of side with Tom Wilson in this instance, despite his past history those are some of the stuff we will talk about because, you know, if it's a slow news day for New Jersey, why not talk about other NHL things? And I'll give you guys my opinion, or we'll talk about other things. We'll do crossovers with different hosts of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'll still bring in some guests. And overall, guys, don't worry. Uh, I am still going to be posting five episodes a week until uh, we are like past free agency. So, but that won't come for a while. So, Just uh, know that I am still going to be posting episodes daily Tuesday through Saturday, but ultimately for the new jersey devils in their final game against the flyers like i told you guys i think any devils fan can relate to this just very disappointing that the devils went out the way they did because i really wanted us to go out with a bang and it looked like the devils had this game in the bag in period number one it looked like they were going to be the aggressors it looked like they were going to put their foot on the gas pedal but obviously there's some stuff that i want to discuss before we talk about the game but first and foremost it's time for the first live read this morning and it comes from wealthfront so this is for all of my future investors out there investing can be complicated but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years wealthfront makes it easy they have the right tools for every portfolio wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes no manual trades no picking stocks no watching the stock market every day they automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control wealthfront is entrusted with over 20 billion dollars of assets and you can get your first five thousand dollars managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. So to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T.com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. So if you want that $5,000 right now managed at no extra cost, Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on and and get started today. And you can grow your wealth with an easy way. So I trust Wealthfront. So for the New Jersey Devils, so like I told you guys before the break, it looked like the New Jersey Devils had this game in the bag. So I want to talk about period number one first and foremost. So the New Jersey Devils came out aggressive and it looked like that they wanted to win this game over the Flyers. It looked like the New Jersey Devils wanted to make some sort of statement. So first and foremost, we need to talk about Pavel Zaka as he continues his hot streak. Well, now his hot streak has ended, but it seems like Zaka always gets hot as the season progresses because he did the same similar thing in the final 16 games of last year's devil season and he sort of did the same thing in this season so Zaka for some reason even though he did get off to a slow start uh, you know, ultimately, he's still on that hot streak, he scored, uh, the first goal of the game between both respective parties, and Heizer got an assist, Brock got an assist, so that line, or as I like to call it, and I'm sure many other people call it too, the captain line of Heizer, Zaka, and Brat, uh, aside from the kid line, that line needs to stay intact for next season, I don't care what happens, that line is so exciting to watch, now, obviously in uh regards to the kid line if we are able to get like a big name free agent by the way Ovechkin is going to be an unrestricted free agent coming uh this offseason but I'll, obviously that's not going to happen I'm not even going to uh entertain that fantasy the uh, a boy can dream right a boy can dream but ultimately uh you know that captain line of he's your Zakan brought like I told you guys earlier in the episode, I really wish that Hezier was around to play in more games this season, but I know it's not his fault. He had to deal with his leg. He had to deal with COVID. He had to deal with his face. Ultimately, it was a rough season for Nico Hezier. And obviously, you know, he did take some, you know, steps back, but that happens when you get injured. But obviously, I'm sure his greatest achievement, and he'll tell you this, is just being named that captain. And he is going to be the head captain of this organization for the next few years in my opinion and I think Jack Hughes will be at his side as an assistant captain along with Zaka so Ultimately, uh, that duo of Heijer and Zaka, I'm really excited to see what they do next season. And Brat is a great complimentary piece for that team as well. So I think Zaka deserves an alternate captain role for this Devils organization. So for Nico Heijer, he only played in 21 games. He had six goals, five assists for a grand total of 11 points. Obviously, that's a huge drop off from what he did the previous season, which he had 36 points in 58 games played, 14 goals and 22 assists. And that was also a drop-off from the season before in which he played in 69 games and had 47 points. And that was a drop-off from his rookie season in which he put up 52 points in 82 games so are you starting to see a trend a little bit and like I told you guys I've hit I've hit on this uh in previous episodes before but ultimately it is my favorite thing to talk about I'm just telling you guys if Nico Hezier can just you know avoid getting injured and just play in more games and get more opportunities obviously the odds were stacked against him due to the fact that we were in the midst of a pandemic and we were only slated to play 56 games and the chances of him playing all 56 games were, you know, slim to none, especially when uh, news broke that he got injured. But ultimately, I am proud of that line of Heijer, Brat, and Zaka. I really want to see what they could do next season. Who knows? Could that be our top line next year and then the kid line be our second line? I don't know. You know, I I, I, I don't think so. Personally, I wouldn't do that. But Ultimately, Zaka, Brat, and Hezer need to stay for next year. And uh, as for Sharon Govich and Hughes, they definitely need to stay. Uh, I'd say the only wild card in terms of if you want to do a signing or if you want to do a trade, whatever the case might be, or if there's a player that can be replaceable amongst those six players, I'd say it's Koukkanen, but obviously I'm being a little biased because obviously you guys know now I'm a big fan of Jack Hughes since he proved me wrong. And uh, ultimately, for Sharon Govich, you guys know that's my favorite player. So, of course, I'm going to be biased. But ultimately, I think the kid line and the captain line need to stay intact for next season. But ultimately, for the New Jersey Devils, like as the game progressed, you saw the Flyers become more and more aggressive. And they challenged Wedgwood in this game. So, that's something else that I want to talk about. So, Scott Wedgwood got the start in this game. He saw 31 shots and saved 27 of them. For a save percentage of 871 now you're probably wondering what happened to Mackenzie blackwood well according to reports Mackenzie blackwood got dinged up in the last game against the islanders and lindy ruff elected to uh just sit him out for the final game of the year same with pk suban and same with ty smith now we'll talk about pk suban and ty smith's situation a little later but ultimately for uh blackwood was the injury really that bad that you need to like, you know, sit him out? So the report said that it was for precautionary reasons. And I'm just saying precautionary reasons, like it's the final game of the year. Like, is it really that bad that, you know, I don't know, I'm not a coach and I don't know the severity of the injury, but ultimately, you know, I would have played Blackwood or just, you know, see what he could have potentially done. I don't know. So I I don't agree with that move from Lindy Ruff. And Ultimately, guys, I, I want to talk about, you know, Ty Smith's situation. So Ty Smith has missed the last several games due to injury. And, you know, he did return briefly, but he re-aggravated it, so they put him back on the injured list. And ultimately, Lindy Ruff just said, no point in rushing him. Ty Smith was just itching to get back onto the rink. I heard reports that he was kind of frustrated of not uh, being able to finish off the season. But for Ty Smith, I, I don't know. You know, he's a rookie, he's a young guy, and ultimately, he has, you know, a lot of years ahead of him, so I, I, I kind of see, like, you know, you want to give the other young guys a chance, I think Ty Smith has solidified himself on this roster, and, you know, I, I, I don't know, now, let's talk about someone who hasn't solidified their roster spot yet, and that's PK Subban, because everyone is anticipating that the Seattle Kraken will take him in the expansion draft, and the New Jersey Devils will not protect him, obviously, we'll talk about this in a future episode, but remember, guys, I made this prediction I said I wouldn't be surprised if P.K. Subban didn't return for the rest of the season after he revealed on his social media that he tested positive for COVID-19. I told you guys this, and uh, you know how I knew he wasn't returning? I saw his Instagram and Twitter. I saw his social media pages once again because P.K. Subban is big on his social media. So, you know, uh, Lindy Ruff said that uh, COVID hit P.K. hard, which is why they were sitting him out. I smelt BS right away because if you look at his Instagram, if you look at his Twitter, he's working out. And it looks like, you know, he's having a full workout uh, he obviously posted another picture of him on like a scooter bike, maskless. I don't know if that's an old picture or whatever the case might be. As soon as I saw that picture of him on the scooter bike, I said, Yeah, PK's not uh, returning for the rest of the year. They're going to send him out. It looks like he's done with New Jersey, and it looks like New Jersey's done with him. So even though they're not going to say it to the press, I think uh, both parties would just think it's best if PK starts packing his bags and moves out to the West Coast and gets ready for the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft, quite honestly. I'm also looking forward to that. Hopefully, we can get uh, Everfitziu back onto my show and we can talk more about the expansion draft, but obviously, that's uh, that's way down in the future, and I'm not thinking about that right now, but ultimately, you know, that is an idea that I have in mind. But obviously, for PK Subban uh you know he he did you know somewhat improve like he he did improve but you guys know he's starting to, on that downward spiral so ultimately you know it's just like I I just knew he wasn't coming back just judging by his social media and I don't have to like look at Corey from The Athletic I don't have to talk to Robert Incan Jr. I don't need to talk to my other New Jersey Devil podcasters I knew PK was not returning uh you know once I saw his social media page and uh Lindy Ruff just saying like oh it hit him hard so you know he he, we just don't want him back because you know he's like experiencing some stuff I said yeah that's bs in my opinion I'm not trying to be insensitive because COVID-19 is serious and it is out there but you know ultimately I smelled bs right away because I said well look at his social media You know, he's working out, so it doesn't look like it hit him that hard. Or, you know, obviously, I don't know what his workout routine is. I don't know uh, what's considered 100%. I don't know what's considered 50%. I don't know what's considered an off day for P.K. Subban. But ultimately, I say, yeah, right. So, yeah, okay, whatever. But ultimately, I think P.K. Subban has played his final game as a new jersey devil and it's been a very disappointing couple seasons for pk suban in that devil's uniform despite some you know high expectations obviously you guys knew i had high expectations for him so his final game played for the new jersey devils was on april 18th against the new york rangers in which he had an assist and it's hard to believe guys you know that was almost a month ago we're talking about april 18th almost a month ago and you know, usually, you know, if you test positive for COVID nowadays, obviously the procedure has changed a little bit. I think you only have to quarantine for like what, a week or so, but you know, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. So PK Subban this year, 44 games played, 5 goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 19 points. So he improved by one point this season and ultimately i know like if he played in more games maybe it will be just a tad bit higher but you know just just way off the mark from what he was able to do for his canadian days and you know for the earlier part of his nashville days but uh ultimately for pk suban um yeah we'll, we'll we'll see what happens and we'll touch on that in a future episode but Ultimately, we have some other stuff to take care of, including the second uh, live read this morning, and it comes from Built Bar. So Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, coconut almond, raspberry, cherry, mint brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, uh, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite is? Anything coconut, I love coconut. If you've never tried all the flavors, you could get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are built bar flavors the best tasting protein bars ever, they're also very healthy. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of the other flavors do have. 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, 9 amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. And I'm going to make you an offer that you can't refuse. Also, Mother's Day just passed. So did you not get your mother a gift? Well, first and foremost, what's wrong with you? So you might want to get her some Built Bars. I don't know. So the offer is go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use the promo code lock 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. And now the third live read this morning comes from BetOnline.ag. Remember to gamble responsibly. So, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended, and you can track all the action at bet online. This week has tons of sports actions to go to, including the NHL, who are starting their playoffs in a couple of days. So get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline or use your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportbook experts and also remember to visit our friends at locked on bets as they give you guys all their predictions and betting needs again remember to gamble responsibly so Guys, game number 56 for the New Jersey Devils. Pavel Zaka scored a goal. Yanni Koukinen scored a goal. So, uh, you know, I was talking about the kid line. So, Sharon Govich also had an assist this game. Just saying, you know, uh, Sharon Govich is my favorite player, in case you guys didn't know. So, ultimately for the New Jersey Devils, a very disappointing way to end the season. And, you know, they ended it in very New Jersey Devil-like fashion. So, obviously, the two-goal lead is always the worst lead in hockey, um and ultimately the new jersey devils fell victim to that once again i can't tell you guys the amount of times the new jersey devils have blown a multi-goal lead and I, i don't know how many times that's happened this season but like i told you guys like episodes and episodes and episodes ago the new jersey devils they needed to learn how to close out games because you know, the last time they had won, like, a multi-goal game, it had been a while at the time of that recording of the episode, so they they hadn't won a game by multiple goals in a while, so I told you guys, like, I don't know if I said it at the beginning of the year, or mid-year, or both, but I said the New Jersey Devils had to do a better job of closing out games, and it was tied after period number two, and it looked like the New Jersey Devils were trying to make that last push, but Ultimately, the Flyers scored within what the final 10-minute frame or so, and New Jersey just blew it all sky high. Just very disappointing how to end the year. So let's compare some stats. So shots on goal differential, 31 to 25. So another game in which the New Jersey Devils got outshot. Shocker. Uh, faceoff percentage, 52 to 48 in favor of the Flyers. Uh, power play, uh, the Flyers were 1 for 4 in their power play opportunity. Devils were 0 for 2. Uh, hits 19 to 9 in favor of the Flyers, so they were playing a little more aggressively. But the New Jersey Devils were blocking more shots 20 to 14 giveaways. The Flyers led in that respective category 13 to 7. So, ultimately, for the New Jersey Devils, they have some work to do this offseason, guys. And I don't know what's gonna take, I don't know what's gonna happen. But uh, a few players that I'm actually going to be looking out for in terms of our defense, so, uh, there's actually three players that I'm gonna, that I have my eye on, uh, one is Kevin Ball, so, Kevin Ball, uh, the last few games of him playing in the NHL, it looks like he's a veteran at this, so, you know, he's out there being aggressive, he's blacking shots, and I'm liking what I'm seeing from Kevin Ball, because he's clogging those lanes, and, uh, obviously, he's a raw talent, and he has some work to do, but, I think next season expect big things from uh, Ball and also uh, Smith. Obviously, we'll see him when he comes back. So, Smith, obviously, I wish he would have finished out uh, the season playing a few games. He wanted to, but Lindy Ruff in the organization was just uh, saying no, not worth it. Siegenthaler. So, uh, Lindy Roth is a big Siegenthaler fan for some reason. I think he was pushing the front office to make the trade for him, and he believes that Siegenthaler can be something special and be one of the best defensive men uh, for the New Jersey Devils on their respective roster sometime in the future. In this game, he had one shot on goal, one hit, and two blocks. So I'll see what Siegenthaler can potentially do. Obviously, he didn't really do anything uh, in his previous stints uh, with uh, the Capitals, so you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but you know, I'm not expecting too many big things, but Lindy Ruff really likes him and I think he wants to develop him, but you know, I, I think he, he will, uh, resign for a, like another one year deal. It's not like he has any options. He's 24. So, uh, he's six foot three. So I don't know, maybe raw talent that Lindy Ruff sees that, uh, we, the fans don't really see. And the third one is Ryan Murray. So I know Ryan Murray had a disappointing year, but if you guys remember at the trade deadline, When asked why didn't they trade Murray or Johnson, Lindy Ruff was saying that, you know, we keep guys that we want to keep. He essentially said that. I don't know what he said verbatim, but he essentially said that, you know... He wanted to keep Murray, Johnson, all those guys. And like, I guess there were trade offers on the table, but Lindy Ruff was telling the front office, don't do that. And yes, Lindy Ruff has earned uh, the right to tell the front office, you better not do that because Lindy Ruff is a staple amongst coaches in the NHL, by the way. I know this was a disappointing year for him and his organization, but if Lindy Ruff wants something, he has earned the right to say, I want it my way or it's the highway. But ultimately, you know, Am I overstepping it a little bit? Maybe, but I don't know. But ultimately for the new jersey devils just a very disappointing way to end the season but a lot of positives uh, looking forward uh to next season so obviously we got the draft we got to see what we do during the off season are we going to make a few uh trades for like a big name player uh are we going to uh you know draft well are we going to find more diamonds in the rough our uh, young guys are our rookies are they going to develop in the right direction so many questions that we need to answer during this off season so obviously guys I'm not going anywhere. I hope you guys are looking forward to this offseason because I'm looking forward to it. But before we talk about the off season, we do need to, you know, keep tabs on what's going on in the playoffs. We'll do crossovers with respective hosts and see uh, how they're liking their playoff chances. But ultimately, you know, guys, it's been one hell of a season for the New Jersey Devils. And we'll see what happens. But... Uh, that was my final recap. It was more of just an opinion. But ultimately, like I told you guys, I wanted to end this on a positive note. And I don't know what I'm going to do with myself uh, now that we're not going to be talking about um, what what's going on uh, during the courses of a few games. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils. And we're just going to have to see what our boys in red, black, and white do next season thanks for listening and thank you new jersey devils we know you put your effort out there we know you put uh your heart on the line but ultimately just didn't work out i'm excited for our young guys though and i think you should be too